Now, for the show that brings combat sports stories to life from the great state of Ohio, this is Forged in Ohio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Forged in Ohio. My name is Jake Murren, and I'm the host of this podcast. Three episodes and guests are in the books for Forged in Ohio, and I still have so many in the works. In fact, I didn't even have today's guest on my initial roster of combat sports athletes for the show. This 3 and 3 amateur featherweight mixed martial artist wanted to be on the show, and I was more than happy to invite him on. He's fought an incredible five times this year as a 22-year-old. He is Malcolm Hitman Jackson. Thanks for coming on, and welcome to Forge in Ohio, Malcolm. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on the program, and let's get right into how you got into the sport of MMA. You fight out of Maslin, Ohio, which is very close to where I grew up. What was it like growing up in Ohio, and what ultimately got you into MMA? Well, growing up, I started off in Perry Township all the way up till my high school years, and then I ended up transferring to McKinley. Um, growing up, I played soccer, so I had great footwork. I wasn't really a basketball player, so once I got to McKinley, I kind of just stopped playing sports as is. So after high school, I ended up going to the military. That didn't work out. Um, came back, and my brother, Jeremiah, started fighting. And um, I just started training with him in a garage doing simple boxing stuff. And he had his first fight coming up, and then that happened. I'm like, okay, I might be interested in this. And then he had another fight come up in Akron, and that was his first case thunder fight. And then I said, okay, I want to do this. So then I started training literally a week after that September show that case thunder had. And it was a gym in Maslin, Ground Zero, downtown. Uh, I walked in, and I asked, when did they start sparring? (laughs) And one of the first things that any fighter knows you don't just walk in the gym and ask about sparring. So it wasn't even a sparring day. So I ended up just getting in some simple rolls in some jujitsu and I had no clue what that is. So I was just getting choked out the whole day for an hour. So I'm like, okay, maybe I don't want to do this. So then sparring was Friday, came back Friday. Um, it went my way, the way I expected it. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do this again. So then stayed with it and got the basics down. I'm like, okay, I'll take a fight in December. Um, And that was in three months of training. So took that first fight, and that ended up being a win. So I just wanted to keep going after that. So that's how that ended up starting. Yeah, we'll talk about that first win for you in your amateur career here in a minute. Uh, But your brother Jeremiah, was that your first exposure to mixed martial arts, or were you maybe a fan of the sport beforehand? I mean, I was a little bit of a fan, but not really. I didn't really watch it much. Just Conor McGregor because he was just the big mouth of the sport. So, Yeah, that makes sense. Conor McGregor, of course, attracting everybody and then some to the sport of mixed martial arts. Is your brother Jeremiah still active in the sport by chance? Yes. Is he an amateur? Where is he at compared to where you are in your career? He's an amateur as well. We both actually recently just fought Saturday. He got his win um, via decision um, versus Ivan Pena, very, very tough opponent. Uh, and that fight, Jeremiah actually showed a complete package, and I was actually surprised because he's more of a striker, and 
he showed off a lot of wrestling and trips and stuff. So that was very shocking for me to watch. So I was actually excited for that win for him. Well, that's good to hear for the Jackson family. The nickname is Great Malcolm. Where did Hitman come from? Honestly, I got the uh, the Hitman Jackson by playing the video game, and I was just bored, and I had no nickname coming into the fight. So I was like, okay, I'll just use Hitman. Uh, it was either going to be Hitman or 007, and I just decided to do Hitman because 007's kind of weird. Glad I chose Hitman. Yeah, I saw the Hitman Jackson merch on your social media. I thought the one shirt with the the barcode looked great. How did that come together, and are we getting any more merch in the future? Possibly. Um, that came from one of the Ground Zero uh, people, um, Steph Grimm. She was a very, very nice supporter. Uh, that family's very nice. Uh, so possibly, who knows, uh, maybe, since that question came up, actually, uh, we're going to start working on that. That's exciting, getting some more Malcolm Hitman Jackson merch out there. You're the second fighter I've had on the show that trains out of Victory MMA. Of course, you brought up Ground Zero, but what brought you to Victory, and what's training there like? Well, my brother trains at Victory, so it came down to um, just what was easier for me training-wise. So getting around, and then Victory had more actual active fighters that were there, so I was able to get more looks at what I would actually be getting in a cage. So that what was more needed for the career move, um, I would say. Like the other Victory MMA fighter that I've had on the program, you have fought at Cage Thunder multiple times. Five of your six fights have been with Caged. What drew you to the promotion, and how much do you like fighting at Cage Thunder? Oh, I love Cage Thunder. Uh, that's one of the number one growing promotions in Ohio. Uh, they treat all their fighters well. Uh, they make sure everyone's taken care of. So as long as they have a show, I'll make sure I'm there uh, for the most part, as long as I'm healthy. And as long as they want me there, uh, I have no problem fighting for them. Randy and Scott. Scott's a nice matchmaker. I talked to him a few times. Uh, Randy, he's a nice guy. I talked to him. Um, so, I mean, if you treat your fighters well, I'm all for fighting for you. So. Yeah, your last fight was with BCM Promotions instead of Cage Thunder. Was there a reason for the change, and what was the difference like fighting under a different amateur promotion? It wasn't really a reason for the change other than me just being eager to fight for a belt because if I would have won that fight, I would have had a title fight on the line. Um, so that was just me being eager to want to stay active instead of waiting um, because I wanted to fight for a belt at 135. So, but with Cage Thunder, it was one of my teammates that got the fight, so I could fight him, obviously, and that's Brandon Billiter. Uh, hopefully, he gets that win coming up in December. So, that's when Tim asked me if I wanted to fight the James guy. So, I said, yeah, I'll take it. Ask Terry. They said they'll take it. So, we took that, and then it didn't really go my way. I was supposed to go in there and just work what I was supposed to, but instead, whenever he slipped that guillotine choke in, I kind of panicked and just went for the double leg and slammed down, and then whenever I slammed him down, it kind of just smashed my windpipe, and I just had to tap immediately, and that was tight, man. I could not, couldn't do it. There was no getting out of that.
I could only imagine how tight that choke was. Most of the fighters I've had on Forge in Ohio have been wrestlers. I've noticed in your fights that you are a very speedy and agile striker, but you also like to mix in the wrestling. If you talk to wrestlers, then they'll talk about how great wrestling is. But now I'm talking to a striker. What about striking and boxing over other mixed martial arts compelled you the most? Striking was more of what I started with, and that's kind of where my last two fights got me um, coming into that James Haley fight because we knew that basically all my fights, nobody could outstrike me, and the only recipe to really beating me with my two losses was ground control. I had no type of wrestling background, um, so that's all that we really drilled for my last two camps and that's all I was really working on. So when it came to the hands, I didn't really know what to do anymore. Like, I wouldn't say I didn't know how to use my hands, but I didn't necessarily know how to fit those combinations together since I didn't really work on it as much as I did focusing on what my flaws were. I mentioned that you're known for your speed and agility out there in the cage, and you mentioned previously your soccer background. How are you able to be more mobile in the cage than all of your other opponents? I just work on a lot of footwork, uh, ladders, and basically just shadow boxing and just visualizing yourself in the cage, visualizing an opponent in front of you and how you would avoid moving, how you would avoid a takedown, how you would avoid a punch. Um, necessarily staying aware, but also being on your P's and Q's at the same time, not being wildly out of control, moving, but in control. Because if you're just trying to avoid punches or out of control, you will get blended very, very quickly. And that's one thing I noticed. So it's more of I had to start putting my hands up as well and moving my feet instead of just moving my feet and my head. Because if I move my feet and my head, if I move my head one way, if he throws a punch, I'm still getting got. But if my hands are up, I'm protected at all times. Talking to Malcolm Hitman Jackson on Forge in Ohio. Let's actually get into your fights now. You walked into the octagon for the first time last December at Cage Thunder 13 against Cam Rackett in your amateur debut. You won via decision that night. What did it feel like to walk into the cage for the first time and come out victorious? It felt great, but I had so many nerves going into that fight. Like, I had no clue what I was going into. Um, of course, I wanted to win, but in the back of my head, I'm like, I do not want to get embarrassed in front of all of these people. So it was like, it's either him or me. So if you watched it, that first round, I came in just guns blazing, throwing crazy. No form, no technique, nothing. Just throwing till I had nothing left. In about one minute, I had nothing left in me, so I was just sluggish. And then I wanted the ref to get the stoppage in that round. And that's kind of where I messed up at because I was just, I let, I lost my composure in that fight. And then afterwards, even once I got that win back coming into the next two rounds, it was still all hell for me. And then afterwards, when my adrenaline was over, I just couldn't stand. My feet were weak. It was just, it was just a hell of an experience. Yeah, I'm sure all fights are kind of a mixture of nerves, but also excitement. How long did it take you in your amateur career to kind of get over 
all those nerves that you had in that first fight? After that first fight, I really don't have nerves anymore. Um, going into the cage, it's more of building up to the fight is where the nerves are. Um, more fight day, it's more of I'm ready to get this fight over with. Um, I'm ready to weigh in. I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to fight and get it over with and go back to my life. You were quick to return as you fought in March against Branson Price. You were down two rounds to one going into the third, and you posted on social media that not trusting your hands was literally eating at you and that you should have listened to your corner. Did it take time to get over that feeling, and was that a fight that was necessary in the learning curve of your career? Oh, most definitely, because if you watch my next fight versus Kyle Barga, I came out a lot more open with my hands and a lot more combos were there because um, in that third round with Branson, um, Branson's a hell of a fighter, a hell of a wrestler at that. So with that fight with Branson, it was like me just being held down was like I felt like a little kid. So that really did something to me mentally, and that right there was like I needed another win to come back. You lost your third fight to Kyle Barga, which was your first of two bantamweight fights in your career. I know you were primarily wrestled against in that loss. Was there any doubt in your mind? You mentioned in your loss to Branson Price, the mental obstacles there. Was there doubt in your mind after taking back-to-back -back losses, or were you focused on simply getting back in the cage as soon as possible? I was just focused on getting back in the cage as soon as possible and making those wrestling adjustments. Then you went on a winning streak with back-to-back -back wins over RJ Flores and Larry Bell. You got your mojo back and even won via finish for the first time in your amateur career. Of course, that came against Bell in round two with a rear naked choke. I've seen some of the pictures of that epic moment. What was it like being in there, securing the choke, and winning your first fight inside the distance? It was actually a very great feeling. But the crazy thing is that nobody knows that leading up to that fight, I was actually very scared to fight Larry. Like, I uh, I actually tried to pull out that fight about three times. Uh, shout out to Scott because he actually kept me on that court after I told him to take me off, and I ended up getting my first win via finish in the second round. So if that didn't happen, uh, who knows where I would be right now, like, honestly, because I really did want to get out that fight. So Larry was a very tough opponent for me to end up getting in that cage with. But I ended up overcoming that and got that win. Why did you want to pull out of that fight against Bell? Was it the matchup or something else? It was pretty much the matchup. He was a very heavy hitter, and I had a whole bunch of just thoughts of, like, what if I get caught? And then I don't want to be that person that gets knocked out. But... I also had a small injury, but it wasn't bad, but I kind of used that as a small excuse, but that wasn't really needed, so we just stayed in that fight. Well, regardless of injury and solid opponent, you were able to go in there and conquer the challenge of Larry Bell and pick up your first win uh, inside the distance. That was your first win via submission. Are you still craving a win by knockout in your career? Not necessarily. Uh, I'm more of a jujitsu guy now, but I'm still open to let my hands fly. So if it happens, it happens. Just don't be surprised if someone ends up on the opposite end of a highlight reel of Hitman's right hand. Hey, there you go. You said you're into jujitsu now. When did that transition occur? Really after that Kyle Barga fight, because 
uh, I knew that either I was going to be a wrestler and I didn't wrestle in high school. So I knew anybody that had any type of wrestling background on me was going to be way ahead of me at this point. And the only way to neutralize that was using jujitsu. So I decided jujitsu was more of the way to go instead of more of a wrestling base. Unfortunately, you're coming off of your first loss via finish. You've kind of talked about it already, but that came via guillotine 51 seconds into round one against James Haley. How do you not let that affect you moving forward, both physically and potentially even mentally as well? James Haley was a very tough opponent even coming into that fight. I mean, he had, I think, 10 fights that was. uh, So even at that, it's like he's been doing this for years. I've been doing this for a year. Uh, so technically, a lot of people wouldn't even be getting in the cage if they were me only having this much experience. But I still do it, and I still make the adjustments after every fight. So that just makes me the fighter that I am, I guess. Once again, this is Malcolm Hitman Jackson with us on Forged in Ohio. You mentioned the experience that you have, and you're actually the youngest fighter I've had on the show so far. Regardless of the results, it's insane that you've had six amateur fights and you're only 22 years old. You've even fought five times this year. Is that your plan in your amateur career to stay active? Yes, I want to be one of the most active people in the state of Ohio. Has there been a toll on your body since you've gotten into the sport? I mean, you're 22. You started fighting. You're six fights in. What's that like? My body's pretty much been been good for the most part. I mean, I had slight injuries, just like ankle twist or just knots from getting kicked in the leg or something, but nothing major. Um, so I'm actually thankful for that, actually. So being durable is one of the main things that make you last in the sport so i'm glad i'm one of the durable people you mentioned leg kicks that's one strike as a fan of the sport that's one of those strikes to me that i would never want to feel what's the worst strike that you felt so far in your amateur career the worst strike i ever felt so far was either varga's body kick to my left side or i believe branson it was in the first round. We both threw a leg kick and we both hit each other at the same time. It was like shin to shin. It was one of those two. It might be Branson, though, because I don't think I could walk for about a week. Well, since you're so young, the opportunities to grow and learn from these fights are endless. What's the biggest lesson you've learned so far and what do you plan on improving moving forward? Biggest lesson I learned is really just keep your head up and you can't take any loss too personal because in the, the day it's all amateurs. Um, I just learned to look at all these fights as just practice rounds um, because once I go pro, it's a whole new record, it's zero zero all over again. So basically, just take as many fights as I can, stay as healthy as I can, and just learn and adjust as much as possible. And that's all I really can take from this. In the, the day, this is one thing that I have and this is all I gotta give so it's either I give all or I give nothing you mentioned going pro is that something that interests you in your career to eventually turn pro oh yes nobody wants to keep fighting for free
When do you think that change to a professional career for you in mixed martial arts would happen? I mean, you're still so young. You have the experience, but maybe more experience you uh, might enjoy that. What do you think that uh, transition to a professional career would happen? I'm not really in a rush to transition to it, but whenever the time comes, I guess it'll, it'll just transpire on its own. So I'm not really pushing forward it, but whenever the time comes is when it happens. I know you literally just fought on November 12th, but since you are so active, I'm sure you're already thinking about your next opportunity to step in that octagon. If it was up to you, when do you fight next? I'm going to fight February 18th for Cage Thunder. February 18th, Cage Thunder. Is there an opponent set for that bout already? No, not yet. All right, well, that is exciting to see you back in the cage what is the ultimate goal of your career? Is it potentially to go pro, as you said, and sign to a major promotion? Or what are you fighting for and fighting to become? I'm fighting to be a world champion. Nothing else. I see it happening one day as long as I just keep going and keep doing what I'm doing and not letting anything get in the way. Uh, as long as I just keep striving, that's pretty much it. Last thing, Malcolm, where can fans find you on social media to stay up to date on your career and follow the hitman on his MMA career? On social media, my Instagram is malk61kg at M-A-L-C-6-1-K-G. Go check out Malcolm Jackson on Instagram. And Malcolm, I said that that was the last thing, but I need one more thing from you. You fight out of Maslin, Ohio, and I always like to end an interview on Forged in Ohio with a chant that goes like this, OH. I-O. Thanks, Malcolm, and thanks again for the time. I wish you nothing but the best in the gym and in future fights, and hopefully I'll see you at your next fight at Cage Thunder in February, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. That was Malcolm Hitman Jackson. He already has a ton of experience under his belt, and the future is bright for this young man out of Maslin, Ohio. I'm confident that Victory MMA 2 will make Hitman Jackson ready for any challenge he may face in his amateur career. As always, you can count on this show to be back next week with another fantastic amateur fighter as a guest. Until then, share and subscribe to this podcast. I've been your host, Jake Marin, and this was Forged in Ohio.